This is the GCSAA Podcast, live from the 2023 GCSAA Conference and Trade Show in Orlando, Florida, presented in partnership with Enview. Now, here's your host, Scott Hollister. Okay, we are here at the 2023 GCSA Conference and Trade Show and doing a live recording of the GCSA podcast. I'm Scott Hollister, the editor-in-chief of Golf Course Management Magazine. Um, it's been a great early uh, first half day here in in sunny Orlando for a lot of us from, uh, I'm sure, you, you, yeah, from you too, man, uh, yeah, us yeah. in the Midwest and you as well, uh, getting to enjoy a little uh, weather. And honored to have uh, joining us today, uh, Matt Pringle, PhD. Matt is the uh, managing director of the USGA uh, green section, uh, one of our neighbors here on the trade show floor. Absolutely. I've been jealous of your traffic today. We'll get into a little bit of probably why yep. you've had so many uh, visitors um, today. But first, uh, from your perspective and uh, the green section's perspective, how is your first half day gone here in Orlando? Well, it's amazing. I mean, last year was so great to get back in person in San Diego. And this is obviously bigger and, and busier than that. And 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 so it, it's wonderful. And you know, you mentioned we're getting we're sitting right across from our booth and I can see the traffic and our our boys are on the grass stage over That's there right. giving a presentation. So we're sort of flooding the zone this year That's right. from the USGA's perspective and 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 love doing it, love being partners with you guys. You, you, your members are, you know, we the green section wouldn't be able to function and it, it wouldn't have any impact if it wasn't for your membership. And and so it, it we're just natural partners, I think, in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've been fortunate enough to, to be at USGA Championships, see the working relationship between the Green Section Agronomist, uh, the on-site course superintendents, and and just the team the teamwork that takes place there. And that it does obviously extends here yep. um, to this event. Um, when you come to events like this, what, what are the Green Section objectives? I know that they will differ sure. based on maybe products you're rolling out. We're going to get into a little bit of uh, one of the new announcements that came out just a few days ago. Um, but are you are, are you looking to interact with individual superintendents, be a resource for superintendents? How do you and your team prepare for events like the conference and trade show? Yeah, I mean, it's evolved. It's evolved a lot in the last couple of years. I mean, obviously, 20 and 21 didn't happen. And so that, right. you know, was a bit of a of a drag. And, and I took over the green section around 2019. So so 2020, we came here, you know, and then the then the world kind of fell apart. Right. Um, and the USGA's had a, a really long presence at the at the at this show. I, I, I've been with the USGA 23 years, but only with the green section for the last four. And um, you know, it, it it's just a, it's a it's a wonderful show, and it's such an opportunity to to meet with with people we know and meet some new people that we don't know yet. And and we're you know, look, the USGA, like the GCSAA, is a not-for-profit, mission-driven organization. And that that is 100%, um, uh, you know, our background. But the fact of the matter is, for us to kind of have the kind of impact we want to have, for us, for our consulting agronomists to be out there visiting and having impact at courses or some new tools that we're introducing, you know, we got to meet, it's, we're in the relationship business. And this is a great place to build relationships. And you know, whether it's meeting superintendents, we, we had a nice event last night. Um, you know, uh, we had probably about 150 superintendents at, at our little event last night and happy to do it. And that's not something the green section's ever done before. We've had a long history of doing education seminars, you know, having a booth presence, but we're being a lot more active and proactive about trying to trying to make new friends and, and trying to, you know, make sure that as many superintendents and and for that matter, general managers and owners know about the green section and what we could do to to help them and, you know, in our position and really have the kind of impact that we're looking to have. 
Well, relationships are huge face to face the individual, but uh, there's great relationships on an organizational level right now between uh, GCSAA and then the uh, supporting partners in the show. So obviously the USGA, the uh, Golf Course Architects, uh, Society of Golf Course Architects and the Golf Course Builders Association. Um, How have you... uh, kind of worked with and interacted with those organizations in the planning of the event. I know the, the interactive grass stage over here, you just, you mentioned earlier to yeah. our right um, was a joint effort, but those are four key organizations in the, uh, in the game of golf. How have you found the working relationship as you uh, planned uh, your appearance here in Orlando? Yeah. Well, I mean, so first of all, we really felt it was time for us to sort of step up and, and become a supporting partner of the, of the conference because you know, we, we benefit from it and we benefit from the partnership with, with the GCSAA and, and your members. And so we really felt, you know, not just that we, that we could benefit from enhancing that partnership, but we, we, I, we definitely felt a sense of responsibility to, to kind of step up and to be the, the good partners that, that we, you know, we can be. As it goes for the relationships with the other organizations, Chad with the architects and Justin with the builders, Rhett with you guys. It's a funny thing. So the first 16 years of my career at the USGA, I was in the club and ball rules. That's not as good a relationship between the USGA and, and some other stakeholders. <laughs> That's right. Right? I mean, I joke because we we always have great relationships with the, you know, the engineers. But, you know, when you're governing things, it's not as easy. On this side of the business, everyone is so there's such a sense of camaraderie among the organizations that you speak of, you know, the mission driven and trade organizations with the manufacturers of, of the products. There's just such a sense of camaraderie with the superintendents. Look, we're all better when we lift each other up. We're better as an industry and we're all going to benefit. We're not competitors here. And uh, and I think that's a tremendous thing for the game. Sometimes we're probably too nice to each other. So we don't, we don't say, <laughs> sometimes we don't say the, the hard things we need, we should be saying to each other. But generally it's, it's such, it's such great camaraderie. I reflect on this all the time. The golf courses are by far the most important and valuable asset in the game. I mean, it's it's dwarfs every other aspect of the the golf economy. And you know, the USGA has been been the green section's been around for 102 years, and I feel enormous sense of responsibility to to have it move into the next 102 years. It's such a rewarding part of the game, and it's such an important part of the game that I, I just you know I'm I'm just super glad to represent the USGA here in whatever capacity we can and try to do good. Your agronomists are, are playing a role in some of the education here on the trade show floor. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, what they're doing. Very uh, a very technologically focused yeah. uh, curriculum that, that that they're offering, but a little bit more about uh, what the green section f- uh, folks are doing in terms of education here in Orlando. Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the the mission of the green section is to help provide tools and solutions and services including education to golf courses to help to help do two things. One, increase the on-course golf experience, help improve it, and while at the same time reducing the consumption of critical resources. And I can go back to 1952, our USDA president said, the mission, the objective of the green section is better turf at lower cost. And like, that's pretty concise. And I, and right. I think that's still our mission. And keep in mind, I'm not an agronomist, right? So right. so in the past, the education in, in this case at the conference, highly focused on agronomic issues and still is. But we're starting to weave some other things in there, like the golf experience. And and because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, that's what we're selling is we're selling a great golf experience, all of right. us, right? right? And if green grass contributes to that, great. If something else contributes to that, like improved pace of play or teeing from the right set of tees, then then we feel a responsibility to, to put some research behind that and, and put that information out there. So you're going to see quite a gamut. I, I know we did seminars on bunker construction, 
I'm looking across right now at the green grass stage and we're talking with Darren Brevard, our championship agronomist and Dr. Jordan Booth, our newest head of the course consulting service and Scott Mingay, uh, who heads up our tools. You know, they're doing a talk about tools and data and the value that that can bring to superintendents. And then as soon as I leave here, I'm walking over to the green grass stage to give a to give a talk on on the best tees that golfers could be using. So we're, we're trying to run the gamut, uh, but it all it's all in that golf experience and resource consumption world. Yeah, covering a lot of bases. And when the, the show floor opened this morning, a big crowd immediately. Now we are fr- near the front of the are, uh, front of yeah. the hall here. Uh, big crowd a- at your booth. And I sure, I'm sure many of them are asking about the GS3. Yes. Announcement came out Tuesday of, of a new tool for superintendents. Um, I'm going to ask the dumb question. Do you tell us what is what is the GS3 yeah. and why is it important? Good. Well, the GS3 is a is a new technology that we just very much pun intended rolled out this this week. Right. <laughs> uh, we've had a handful of of customers over the last six months or so that have been sort of demoing it and shaking it down and working out the kinks. So GS3 is I'll be honest, I I don't remember where the where the acronym yeah. came from, but I kind of call it like Green Science Three. So it does measure three things. It it measures the putting speed which you can do now with a stint meter, but now you don't have to pull a tape to get that information. The second is it gives you firmness. So firmness of the typically putting surface, but it could be approaches, it could be bunkers, things like that. And then the last thing is the smoothness of the playing surface. And obviously the putting surface is the is the primary focus of, of that. And I think it's important because we definitely believe at, at the green section at the USGA that the more fact-based data uh, driven decisions that we can we can help foster the better. So why in the case of smoothness, which is not something that that we there's been a good tool to measure in the past, why wait to hear from your membership or your golfers that you know they're not happy with the smoothness of the putting service? Why not measure it? Also keep track of all the cultural practices and inputs that you do to that to, and, and sort of start to line up. Hey, when I do these things, I end up with the kind of smoothness or speed or firmness that my golfers are expecting. And then I'll take it one step further. Maybe it means you don't have to go further than that. You know, once you've achieved right. conditions that your golfers like, like why waste an effort to go even past that? And you could take those resources and, and redeploy them to do something different, which everybody in the business knows that resources, especially labor, you know, sure. but but depending on where you are in the country, water and nutrients and energy, those are all, you know, under under pressure. And and so if we can if we can help inform the superintendent with data around what the golfers are experiencing instead of just the eyeball test, which is always important. But then that should hopefully allow them to to make sure we're not deploying more resources than we need to. And once we get to where we want to be, we can we can get those somewhere else where they're going to have the best impact. What sort of questions have you been getting uh, today from uh, st- the superintendents who've stopped by uh, to see see the new tool? Yeah. Um, and what's what's their reaction? How to, can I to get this? one has been. That's, the, yeah, <laughs> that was going to be that's my is, next question. So and there's a big learning in that for us. I mean, you know, we've had we've had our Deacon platform, which is a data driven map based data driven tool. And We've got some good adoption on that. And look, that's not the only one. There's other good products in the marketplace. It takes time for anyone to understand, you know, okay, if I go through the effort of putting in information, you know, how am I benefiting from that? With the GS3, it's super intuitive. I roll this, you know, it's the size of a golf ball. It glows, which is kind of cool. You know, I roll it and it's going to tell me a lot about the putting surface. And so, and it goes right into your phone, which then goes right into the Deacon app. So I don't have to do anything. 
And in fact, I can have an assistant, you know, go out and do it for yeah. me. It's it's just so intuitive that for us, it's like, this is a great way to start people down the path of collecting more information and data right. about what's happening on their putting surface. So it's it's been no, it's been overwhelming. That's great. Available now. We are asking folks who are interested in signing in signing up and expressing interest to go on our website. And we, we've got a link to that. Uh, maybe we can throw a link in the podcast. Sure. Because we have a limited supply right now. We are pr- prioritizing current Deacon customers and course consulting service customers. But that's a stopgap measure until we start to get a, a few more in. And, and also, we want to make sure that everyone that gets one has a great experience. So as we roll out a new product, we want to make sure that that we can support you know all, all the new buyers uh, sure. in a way that they expect. So we're just kind of kind of uh, judiciously rolling it out. Well, I can attest to the buzz that it created uh, first thing this morning and, and it's still creating as we go Thanks, on here yeah, in day one, day one in Orlando. Not the first, I guess, quote unquote, invention that you've had a part, no. a part in in your, yeah. in your time with the USGA. You mentioned prior to coming to the green section, the pendulum test, which yeah. the golfers among the listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about there. The true firm, turf firmness uh, yeah. system. Are you an inventor at heart? Is I, that- absolutely, abs- absolutely. I'm a mechanical engineer. I have a PhD in mechanical engineering and I've wanted to be a mechanical engineer since I was about eight years years old. I do love this industry because there is, you know, look, I'm not an agronomist and I'll never claim to be, but I walk over to my friends at Toro and John Deere and, you know, we can talk shop, right. you know, a lot. And so I do, I do, I do love that I can bring, continue to bring some mechanical engineering sort of thought processes. And sometimes that is a little different than my agronomist friends, right. uh, which, which is fun. But yeah, I've had a very rewarding career at the USGA. I, when I joined the USGA and the RNA were, were kind of at loggerheads over w- w- the pendulum. I mean, the, the trampoline effect is what we were calling it back in, right. the, in the day. And there were two sets of rules. And when I joined the, the USGA, they said, hey, can you come up with maybe a different way to, to test for this? And that would help build some alignment with our friends. And, and that, that ended up happening with the pendulum test. And then coincidentally, the exact same principles, the exact same software for, for that matter, I, I could use to to test the firmness of putting surfaces and bunkers and things like that. So that's where True Firm came from, which very quickly, I'm not going to shy away from it. The USGA's had some some run-ins with pretty firm greens in my career sure. at our championships. And, and that's no good for anybody. So pretty quickly adopted at our championships. And I've got the opportunity to take that device to many major championships for many years. And it was incredibly rewarding and kind of got my foot into the the, gr- the green section in, right. in a lot of ways. And so then the GS3 is, in, and Deacon for that matter, are all kind of extensions from that that mindset of, hey, let's let's try something new. Let's let's try to bring something new from the USGA that brings people over to our booth and wants wants to, them to talk to us. And, and it's working. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your career. How has the transition been from what you were responsible for previously yeah. and then coming into the agronomic world? I imagine it's probably easier than most since you have such a long track record with the USGA. But uh, how did you manage and kind of maneuver that? And you, you mentioned couple of times that you're not the agronomist and not. That, that's not your PhD. That's right. Um, but how, how has that process been for you? It's been challenging and immensely rewarding is how all at the same time. So when I joined the green section, the, the reason why I joined the green section was because we, we had a, had a big um, retirement plan program at the USGA and, it, and a lot of my friends in the green section took that opportunity to, to move on uh, to into retirement. And so that's a challenging environment to walk into. But at the same time, as I mentioned, the legacy and history of the green section is such an enormous responsibility. The work that our guys do in support of your members is second to none. 
And I will say that I was lucky enough to work with the green section for a long time, but championships, governance, those take a lot of air out of the, the room in, in at the USDA yeah. and in golf for that matter. And, and, and I'm pleased to say that I've tried to really spread the word about you know, the impact of this team on the game and on the USGA. And, and a lot of people are listening and it's become very, very rewarding. It, yeah. You know, being a superintendent, it's got to be one of the hardest jobs in the world. My sense is there's so many things that aren't in a superintendent's control that, you know, you want to super manage the things that are in your control. And sometimes that means you, you need to you need to really be convinced about trying something, you know, that untested. Right. right. And so that's not the way the equipment world works, where every day there's something new. Right. Again, it's challenging, but yet immensely rewarding. That's great to hear. And uh, I've been just lucky in my time with GCSA to work with a number of the people that you mentioned yeah. uh, earlier who are either still with the green section or have, have uh, headed into retirement. And uh, I've always learned a lot. I also, I am not a, anywhere close to a trained agronomist. I play one on TV, I guess, but uh, super rewarding. Uh, you mentioned very early interest in mechanical engineering, well, maybe yeah. not, or engineering or how things work. Yeah. Did an interest in golf equal that? Did, did you want to take your engineering background into the world of golf? I lucked out. My uncle introduced me to the game pretty young. I got pretty serious about it uh, in grad school because I had a little more time and maybe a little more, a couple of extra dollars. Right. And the golf course, Dundas Valley Golf and Country Country Club in, in, in Dundas, Ontario, where I'm from, uh, had a great had a great program for graduate students. So I was able to, to really dig in there. It's a very long story and I'll try to make it super quick, but but it's it's kind of to me is it's funny how life works. Like these little tiny things can lead you down a down a path that that you, you just can't believe where you ended up in life. My father, who didn't get, have a high school diploma when he graduated, when he left high school to join the Canadian Navy, ended up getting his master's degree at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey. And they were there right around the 2000 Open. So I was looking for tickets oh, wow. to the to the open the Tiger one. Yeah. And they happen to be they happen to have a job posting for a mechanical engineer in the in the ball and club rule. And, and that's how I, I got into this this world. And I've been here ever since 23 years. Yeah. It's sometimes uh, things happen for it, a reason, obviously. It, that's right. That's why you can never wake up and say, boy, I wish I had done something different because you, right. you just never know where that's going to take you. That's right. Well, I appreciate your time today, Matt. Uh, I know it's very busy. Uh, one more question for you here before I let you go. And I want to talk a little bit about the USGA championships coming up this year in particular. Uh, Got a couple big ones heading to California and the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club and then the Women's Open at Pebble Beach, which will be a super exciting yep. uh, occasion as well. Don't want to leave out the Senior Open as well, going to Century World in, in Wisconsin. Maybe tell us a little bit about the role of the Green Section Agronomist in the, prepar in the preparation uh, for these big championships. Our championships are really the bread and butter of what the USGA is, and we're very happy that that our championship team looks to us as partners, as the agronomic support partner for those championships. Our consulting agronomists, along with our Darren Brevard, our championship director, will spend probably 300 on-site days this year at our championships. They're, they're by far our most important customer. And we kind of try to treat them that way. And really what we are is the liaison between what does the tournament director want out of the championship and what can the the staff at the golf course deliver staff and volunteers in the case of Correct. the opens because we are not out there pushing mowers we're there to act as that liaison and we can interpret what the tournament director wants in a language that the superintendent and their crew are going to understand and most of the time we get that right and you you know the usda pushes golf courses 
And we're, we're a lot more data driven now. They're certainly a big adopter of the GS3 and True Firm and Stint right. Leaders and all those things. Right. And that's the other aspect that we try to bring is, is more, more and more data. We do also support pace of play analysis uh, for them. So, you know, we, we were a big reason why we, we shifted from 10 minute intervals to 11 minute intervals. It really helps. So modeling out and helping them manage pace of play is another important aspect. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll see all those tools in effect at all the, all I of these so. championships. Yeah. Um, and Matt, I want to thank you. It's been great seeing you. Appreciate you taking some time to join us on the GCSA podcast that we were recording live from the 2023 GCSA Conference and Trade Show in Orlando. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to another episode of the GCSAA podcast, recorded live at the 2023 GCSAA Conference and Trade Show in Orlando, Florida, presented in partnership with Enview.